about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 73 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, three stripes. Phil Coors, A2, blue belt, two stripes. Um, Phil, let's talk about your gi of the future. Yeah, I thought of it on the ride over here. Uh, details? It's a zip-up gi. No more belts. You just you just use the zipper. doesn't come undone when you're training. Is the zipper only halfway up? Because you got to have a way to make grips, right? It's up to you. You can tie your belt around your armpits if you want it. No, this is, I mean, this might be the gi of 2022. I want half boomer. (laughs) (laughs) It's Terawadi on so many levels. Name one. Um, Well, first off, you got to get a new gi every belt level. You should be getting a new gi every like three months. I mean, that's my thoughts, but (laughs) but (laughs) most don't do that. They should. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe if they were zippered, they'd be more affordable. So the problem is I couldn't break your lasso grip last night. So I watched a Marcelo Garcia video and remembered what I should have done that I didn't do last night. And I was like, ah, oh, let's see. I'm already wearing the sweet BJJ campaign hoodie that you can buy on the website. And I was like, oh, he can just use this to uh, make the lasso grip. But it probably wouldn't hold up if I tried to like stand up with good posture and lift you off the ground, it might tear my sweet sweatshirt. You right. know? What if they just made a, a zip up gi? Hmm. Then I realized how brilliant it was. Interesting thought process. And no, no, it's not brilliant. I don't think it's going to take. Velcro gi. <laughs> Ooh, Velcro could work. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not hating the Velcro. <laughs> um, so on to a more serious topic, and this was one that was on one of the forums, and that's, um, you know, it's this is a tough thing sometimes, and it's how to remain calm while rolling, right? So if you're in a bad position, you may feel claustrophobic. There's, there's many reasons you might not be calm. You might spaz out. You might not know what to do from that position, therefore giving you a little anxiety. Um, you know, a lot of reasons for that. What's something that you do Phil, to remain calm whenever you're being smashed or- dominate. Um, <laughs> so I actually been having, I never had the issue, but until the last like couple weeks. And I think it's related to the fact that I've had like a congested stuffy nose that I've been trying to talk about on the podcast forever. And now I finally can. Um, so because of this congestion, I've been struggling breathing. And I think sometimes, uh, as I've been like, uh, fighting hard to pass a guard or something like that. And then I'll get swept and end up on the, the bottom of something. And it's taking me a second to like re-catch my breath. And if they got like the, the gi top or something over my, my face at the same time, it takes me a minute to get my frame back in and get some space. So yeah, that kind of panic happens for a second. Cause I can't seem to catch my breath, which has never happened before. Um, 
but yeah, usually the panic is only for like a second until I realize that, um, you're not going to die. going to catch my breath in a second. And then I just kind of think about it. And then as soon as I can get my breath and breathing back to normal, I'm good. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's, um, a good example. And a lot of these examples are for people who are just starting out. Right. And they get in positions that are unfamiliar to them. Therefore they have that anxiety. Therefore their heart beats faster. They're using more energy. Right. Uh, they, they may, you know, be doing unproductive movements to do that. Um, so, I mean, I think the number one tip that I would give to someone in this is just that. And that's calm down and breathe. Yeah. Focus on the breathing, focus on your breathing. Right. Um, you know, and then once you get your breathing under control and, and who cares, maybe, uh, especially if you're a white belt, you're just starting out. Listen, it's okay to tap to freaking out. Mm-hmm. That's okay. There's there's nothing at all wrong with that. Now, as you go up, and there's other things that you have to do to get better at that. But we all upper belts all realize that that's claustrophobic. And try to give room in those situations, scenarios, so that they minimize that. And then the the room gets less and less as you go up the chain, and as you start getting better and and more stripes on your white belt and that sort of thing but so focus on the breathing and then focus on making space and again that doesn't have to be you don't have to know a technical escape you just have to focus on making space around your head around your neck and that's going to get you into a better position at least to where you can think about all right now what to do or again you can tap the one or the other, but, but I think that that's just important whenever, you know, and I get it today whenever, you know, someone's super dominating, uh, and, and I just don't feel like I can move anywhere. And then I'm, you know, I have that maybe two seconds of, of anxiety and then it's like, Oh, well, it's no big deal. What, whatever it is, I'm just going to try to make space and guess what? If if they get a dominant position and they go for the finish, they get it. That's okay. I'll tap and, and reset and go again. But I think that that you have to you have to get somewhat comfortable and more and more comfortable as you progress through the ranks of having that lack of space of having you know not that this happens all the time, but having someone give you the muffler treatment, you know, where they cover your, their face with their hand or their gi or anything of that, mm-hmm. that nature, you know, that's not something that you're going to do in regular training, but, but just being comfortable in those scenarios and trying to make yourself, um, really develop that strong mindset of, all right, if I can't do something here, I'm just going to get an inch. And if I get an inch, then I'm going to try to get another inch and just progress that way. Yeah. There's a lot of times, um, I think one thing I had started doing early just cause I couldn't get out and being smaller was usually, um, I never had like the, the claustrophobic thing didn't really sure. bother me a lot, but, um, what I would try to do is just get somewhere where I knew I wasn't going to get out, but I was okay. Um, not necessarily resting, but maybe surviving or whatever. And I still do a lot with like, especially neon belly. Like I, 
really, really struggle with getting out of that. Um, so what I'll like try to do is position myself so that they still have neon belly and they're in the dominant position. They have the control, but like, I'll just try to move it so that their pressure is like on my hip bone. So it doesn't like hurt so much, you know, it's uncomfortable. I'm losing, but it's, it's not killing me, you know? And it's like, I can, I can deal with that or like inside control of, um, just kind of making a little bit of frames so that, you know, they're winning, they're on top, but they're not crushing. Um, and then it's kind of like, that's how you kind of can get used to losing or being, being comfortable, uh, while being uncomfortable sort of deal. So it's just like, just finding what works for you. I'm sure everybody's different. Like, but the, the neon belly, like I just, I really have not figured out a good consistent way to try to get out of that. So I just try to essentially wait it out. It's like, cause they're gonna, you know, they're gonna have to move to do something at some point. So I just need to make it not so awful for me for a little bit till we, you know, he'll transition somewhere that I am more comfortable defending or mm-hmm. trying to get out. So that might help. Yeah, no, I think it's good advice. You know, a couple things, uh, going back to the, the breathing, you know, if you, it's really important in jujitsu to be able to control your breath, to be able to, to consistently not hold your breath. I, I notice a lot of people when they get in those positions, they hold their breath, mm. you know, and, and I'll remind them as John reminded me, breathe, you know, you, you've got to breathe. And if you need instruction on breathing, go to a yoga class. I mean, that's what they focus on mm-hmm. is breathing or look up supple my, leopard book or the supple leopard book. Yeah. It talks about that. It does. Or look up Wim Hof method of breathing. Iceman. Um, yeah. Oh, I lost my thought. No, no. Yeah, yeah. So when I first got into the guard passing thing, I was telling you, I was holding my breath when I would stand up because I was trying, I think it has to do with how hard you're trying, but like, I, you know, uh, focus so much I want to do. And I literally, I would be like, Oh, I'm holding my breath, you know? And, uh, not helpful. It It's, I don't know why not that's, helpful. I don't know why that's like a, a default thing that you do when you try really hard. I don't know why. And not only is it from. not helpful, it's exponentially it's worse because yeah. you're actually expending more energy and breathing less, you know? So yeah. Yeah, I, I get know. it. I don't know where that comes from, but I yeah, get it. that's, that's one. I haven't really noticed other people doing it. Um, oh, I do all the time, but I, yeah, I, I don't, th- I don't think I've ever looked for it, but I did notice. And I think I told you, I was like, I think I'm holding my breath when yeah. I was like trying to pass your guard standing. And I was like, what the hell am I doing that for? But <laughs> yeah, no. I, and you know, you, you notice- might not realize though. You probably don't, you probably don't realize it for a while that you're doing it. And then that's going to make the panic. That's what we're here for, to let people realize it, right? So that they know to breathe. It's very important, breathing. You just never think about breathing. But if you're thinking about it now, you're breathing in. Yeah, it's weird. Now now you're thinking about it. Yeah. I don't know how to breathe. I forgot how to breathe. Yeah. Now you got to (laughs) blink. No, but I think that's, I I think those are, those are good suggestions for folks. I think that, um, you know, you just have to find, you just have to find where you can get just a little bit of comfort in a really bad position, you know, even mm-hmm. if it's just a little bit, just a little bit of relief. Yeah. I mean, I, there's so many rounds like starting out where it was like, I'm going to be in the bottom, you know, it's just like, how do you, 
how can I survive that and make it a little less terrible every time? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, Next topic that we've got is uh, something that was sent to me this morning by uh, my buddy, uh, Gary Ansel, who I trained with over the the Christmas holiday Mm -hmm. uh, in West Virginia. And he sent me um, a BJJ Globetrotters um, seminar. It was on YouTube. And I forget the gentleman's name who was teaching the seminar. Um, But I'll, I'll start with this question for you, Phil. And that is what determines dominant position in jujitsu? Yeah. And this is something Roland was talking to me about one day and blew my mind, but he told me about controlling the space between the knees and the armpits. Yeah. It is mind blowing. Yeah. So, so whenever he said that you kind of like, once he gave examples, you were kind of like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I get that. I get that. And, um, and so it goes along with the, the concepts that we learned because he pointed out that, that what we're doing and that is predicament and solution training, right? Instead of that conceptual training, he said, he gave the example of, you know, boxers, they have maybe five punches and it comes down to, they get hit if they don't keep their hands up mm-hmm. in front of their face. Right. So that's always the answer to why'd you get hit? Well, because your hands were down. Well, why were your hands down? Right. Cause sometimes you're doing offense or, or any other things, but to simplify it to that one simplest concept of, uh, of having space between your, your knees and your elbows. And then he used another, um, example of wrestlers. He was like, there's not a thousand moves in wrestling. You know, there's, I mean, if you look at the highest level, there's maybe 10 or 15 moves that they're doing in, in freestyle wrestling. It's not, I mean, it's not, and that's probably on the outskirts, the top level, they're doing like five moves, you know, and it's all concepts of where their base is. Right. Which is why it's a benefit to, for, for grappling for jujitsu. If you've done wrestling before, cause you already have a concept of what your base is. Right. And so, so this predicament solution training, while it's important to have that, that, that concept of if you just keep your knees and elbows together in bad situations, let's take, for example, guard passing, right? If you get to, and, and, um, never forget Steve Hall in the seminar, um, it may have been a year and a half ago, one of the best seminars because it was uh, it was really simple and it was really effective. And that was, he pointed out the concept of not giving up that. And, and the earlier you make the frames away from you, mm-hmm. the less likely it is that they are to pass. Right. So, so in making those frames, whenever someone's passing your guard, you're extending your arms. Right. But when you extend your arms, you're also bringing your knees in. So you're effectively bringing your arms and your knees together, elbows and your knees together while creating that space. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so I thought it was, I thought it was just a really interesting concept. And also he pointed out 
that the same thing in half guard, you know, whenever your knees and elbows get separated, that smash half guard, it's a terrible position to be in, right? That they are almost winning because they've almost got that control of your hips. And if they bring that, that knee in and over your, your belt line, then they're probably going to pass that and gain that control. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. This is a great concept. It, it makes a lot of sense. Are you now saying that you'd like to be a conceptual learner, Phil? It would be easier. I just don't see it picks up that way. I seem to, I need the steps. And then later on, I invent the concept myself. Mm. You know so I mean? it's a brand new concept. Yeah. Yeah. I invent each one, one <laughs> at a time. There are new, new about concepts. Every, about every six months, I come up with something brand new. <laughs> then I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> At least 80% of those we've already discussed multiple times. <laughs> um, you know, and I do want to, I do want to say that this, this type of, uh, concept, this isn't for a self-defense situation, right? We're, you're not going to get your knees to the elbows. If you're in a self-defense situation, this is, this is a, a, a competitive grappling situation where you're just doing grappling. There's no outside things and there's no you know you're not on the street you're not getting attacked or anything of that nature because nobody wants to put their knees near their elbows when they're getting attacked that's not really going to help but Mm -hmm. again what what we're talking about conceptually is something that that helps you in the context of grappling and 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 jujitsu not for Mm self-defense so what other concepts do you subscribe to that you just made up and invented get past the legs get that's your concept yeah don't let them touch you with the legs get past the legs what do you mean passing the garden so keep your their feet off of you just get past them all together that's no how, legs that's how you no legs all right well i'm gonna make you lieutenant dan <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's funny. We were kind of talking about it before. The I seem to want to learn everything the hard way, or like individual steps and everything, and then come back. But when I'm talking to somebody that's brand new, and they're like, "What do you do while you're rolling?" So you can't give them all that information. So if it's like a guard passing drill, it's just get past his legs. So that simple idea that I try to make easy for everybody else, I I refuse to accept that information that way. You have to have predicament solutions. I have a rhino brain. Yeah. So it's very, very protected. Nothing gets in there. So. <laughs> over 100 posts uh, on Instagram with hashtag rhino guard. We're going to take that over. It won't take long. Definitely. Like three or four months. Everybody post your pictures out there on Instagram and hashtag rhino guard, please. Yeah. Apparently it's like a kayak case and like a bumper for a Jeep or something. So <laughs> we'll take it over. <laughs> that's great so um some some of the concepts further that i like uh are just general concepts of grappling all together and that that was they come from uh, i mentioned it last episode that zen jiu-jitsu book whenever i first read it it made sense to me and that's that's the hierarchy of what you establish uh whenever you're grappling 
to get the control that you want. So, you know, it starts out with grips. So obviously whenever you're grappling in order to do, do something to do a move to set something up, you have to set up your grips, right? And then you go to position. If you're going to, you know, do say a scissor sweep, you have to shrimp out, get your legs in the correct position, right? And then it's the submission or defense or sweep portion of it. So without those first two things in that, that, uh, triumvirate, you're not going to be able to get that third thing. What's the best grip? Any grip, any grips, the best grip, but which one's the best? Depends on what you're doing. Well, see, that's always my question though, is like, what grip do I make? So if you're doing, if you're doing a flower sweep, the grip on the sleeve, pulling it up and across is the best grip to have. And then the grip on the pants, if you can get it. I mean, it's different for each situation, but yeah, but see, so that's what I always struggle with is like, that's my question is like, I don't know how to make grips and I'm always losing that grip fight. What's the best grip? So been watching a lot of videos, right? The right. answer is generally that I'm noticing it's fun. Like <laughs> sounds really stupid. It's like, uh, don't let him do what he wants to do. Marcelo Garcia, more, yeah. more so gyms. He, yeah. But like that's kind of what it keeps coming down to is it's, if he's grabbing you, it's probably for a reason. He's probably trying to set you up. He's probably trying to do something. Mm -hmm. Don't let him do that. Right. So the flower sweep I've had, I've had luck explaining people. It took me a long time. Uh, same idea with the scissor sweep. And so the scissor sweep is the one that I focus on for a long time. I'll like get that first grip. Cause I know in steps, it's important to make the grip on the sleeve or wrist and then on the collar and then shrimp scissor your legs. Right. Um, yeah. So people will try to do it and it won't work. And I'll post my hand to defend it. Um, and obviously people would be doing that to me as well. So when I see them do that and I'll be like, do you know why it didn't work? And they kind of don't. And it's, well, you let me post my hand. So you did the step right of you got the sleeve like you're supposed to, but then you kind of forget about that step later when the whole point of grabbing the sleeve is so I can't post my hand. So it's, it's the, the, why are you doing it? You know, and don't let the person do what they want to do when they want to put their hand down. You can't let them. So my concept is just do everything you want to do and win all the time. That's a very simple concept. I've heard you just do simple, but not easy. So I think that's, uh, but it, and no, it I says the same thing. There's a lot of validity. The, I mean, I think there's a lot of validity to that where, whenever you've got to, and, and two, there's a lot of validity in, in, in the opposite, which is if you establish your grips earlier, then they're going to be on the defensive immediately. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just reversed. And we were talking yesterday from the, from the same line of thinking and, and, He's like, don't, don't let him reach in. Don't let him pass your wrist, you know, break. Don't let him make a grip. If he makes a grip, it's easier to break the grip early before he like locks it in. You know, if, if, as soon as he grabs, if you can pull it off, but if he really, um, really has a good grip on there, 
and it kind of goes back to the self-defense idea. The same thing is like, who's most likely going to grab you? It's going to be somebody bigger and stronger. So, sure. you know, and he gets the the thing that John was doing recently that I've never noticed before. He's moving the chest back at the same time you're breaking the grip. Because every mm-hmm. time you ask how to break a grip, they they say, you know, grab and, and it goes out the way it came in and, and you push away. But my two arms a lot of times aren't as strong as one bigger guy's arm gripping on to the collar so you know the moving the chest back at the same time to use more uh muscles against the grip um but again don't let him make the grip or if he does make it defend it early you know and there's all the steps mm-hmm. down the road to um defending that grip mm-hmm. and people are at home are saying well so then all you're doing is grip fighting you're just fighting the grips that's all you're doing what do you mean? So, so if they make it, cause if someone's on bottom, they're going to make grips, right? Mm-hmm. The answer is, yeah. I mean, grip fighting is a super important part of jujitsu. Yeah. Well, and again, that's why I'm saying like, what is the best grip? And I get, you know, it, there always is a best grip, but it depends. I don't know. That's why it's, that's why on the it's, position. it's hard for me to figure it out. And then like to, to be working on guard passing so much all the time. And then to just watch him simply say in a video at one point is like, I come in and I try to do this right away. I don't, I don't make grips because if I have time to make grips and he has time to make grips and then he's going to have the grip that's going to stop it. So there's a way to deal with every individual grip, but what if they don't make them? You know? So I don't know. It's just, it seems to be like, one of the the more difficult, other than the cross choke from the mount, hardest move in jujitsu, <laughs> the the grip yes. the grip biting is like the is one of the hardest things to understand because every all right, how do you get out of side control? Don't let him pass the guard. So it's always like stop sucking earlier. Like you you've sucked for too long. Now it's hard, you know. So it's that's the first thing. So yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting concept. And when they say in the book, you're kind of like yeah, okay, but the more you're tracing the steps back, it's like, why did you lose? You know? And like, I saw a cool, uh, thing finally for dealing with when you have the, the ankle sweep, you know, you're go out this way, you know, kick out versus just try to fight against the sweep, which is my typical reaction is always late. Um, Mm -hmm. because that's the problem I see. Describe the ankle sweep that you just demonstrated for me. That, Oh yeah. That's a sick demonstration. Uh, so when people would go for like a double ankle sweep, I stand up in the closed guard, they grab my uh, heels and kind of put their knees together and, and bump me down. I would typically just kind of see this coming, try to um, kind of move my hips away so that takes some of the force out. If I do get knocked over, I tend to then turn my uh, hand into a stiff arm and just try to get up first. Because that was a problem I could see is my problem is I'm falling, you know, not that they've had the grips and controlled the situation the entire time. My problem is I'm falling. So I just need to get up problem solved. He shows it that when they grab the heel, you just kick your leg forward because that's where the open part of the hand is again, you know, mind blowing. So you just kick your leg forward. Then they can't even sweep you in the first place. So I think it's just a matter of time before I retrace most of my problems back to the grip. And once I can figure that out, it should be much easier. Just feel like you're figuring it out right now. Phil. Stop letting them do stuff they want to do and do the stuff that you want to do. Very simple. Very simple. <laughs> it's a great concept. Yeah. Fantastic concept. Very enlightening. I appreciate that. Yeah. 
six hours of YouTube. Then I, <laughs> then I invented the concept. Stop letting them do what they want to do. Uh, oh gosh. Um, so another in the last one that I'm going to highlight is, um, if you want to defend something, then you have to make distance, right? If you want to submit someone or control someone, you have to close that distance, right? I mean, it's, it applies in stand up. It applies in all the scenarios of grappling is, is you're always, if you're trying to escape something, you're always trying to make amount, an amount of distance so that you can either get your elbow in, get your knee in, get anything. And I think that's a, um, it's a, it is a concept that whenever I'm at a loss in a position, that's what I try to think of because it's really the simplest concept, you know, for me, um, in that situation, if, even if it's, I'm attacking and I forget that situation and, and I'm like, all right, what, what do I do next? Oh, well, more than likely I'm going to need to just close the, the distance or tighten what I've got. Right. Give an example. Give Well, an example of, of for defense is if you're caught on the bottom of side control or cross side, uh, being able to get your frames in because if they're, you know, if they've got that really good side control where they're smashing you, you have to first create the distance of pulling on their shoulder, right. To get a little bit of room, right. Mm -hmm. Then next you have to do the bump and put your uh, elbow up over their head so that you can get a frame in to get a little bit more distance. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you put your hand on, uh, above the hip framing so that you don't wrist lock yourself. And then you get your knee in all of that is trying to accomplish getting distance for your defense. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas conversely, if I'm on top, I'm trying to prevent that distance. I'm trying to keep that, that I'm trying to close that distance that I have so that I can move to a more dominant position or do a submission from that side control position. It sounds to me like you're just rewording the first two concepts we just covered. But it's the simplest way to do it. That's the simplest. Those first two concepts, it's not, that's not as simple. I don't think. Exactly the same. You're getting the space back. You're not letting them in between the knees and the armpits. So you're saying there's only one concept in all of jujitsu. Yeah, do it right. The, okay, I'll, I'll buy it. The, and then the second one is don't let them do what they want to do. So they're trying to smash your face down and take away all the space. So you're pulling back on the space. Those are the same two concepts. Yeah, I don't disagree. Here's the fourth concept that's exactly the same. What? Keep your elbows in. I'm terrible at that. You are terrible at that. I did that like uh, from side control to like neon belly transition again last night with John. And I it's, I think this is the second or third time he's done this, but I finally realized what's going on. Because he just rolls away, but he takes my elbow with him. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, was that because I popped up and kept my hand on the ground? He's like, no, you just got too far away. Like you extended your arm too much. Yeah. And my elbow just is nowhere near me, you know, so far away mm -hmm. here. Yeah. Interesting. And try to see if I can remember to do that. <laughs> Be a good idea. Keep yeah. those elbows in. What do they say? Keep your, uh, friends, keep close your enemies close. Your, your enemies close and your elbows closer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, they, 
I think those are just such broad concepts that you can just apply them anywhere is kind of how I was messing with you there. Distance is a super important concept. Self-defense, grappling, all that stuff. Yeah. It's all Ryan talks about. Base. Yeah. Base. Yeah. What position? Dropping base. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) uh, base and distance are Ryan's biggest concepts. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, And they're important. It's important to think of. And and just making it, it, just kind of simplifying it in your own head, it helps when you're in a, bad spot or you're in a good spot looking to get better i guess i guess one other concept now that we're talking about it is when ryan was talking about base i don't know how many times you'd point at me and be like look at how you're standing do you think that would be how you do the move like am i like is like out like 4, your feet back, away from back and your hips <laughs> turn it's like i'm stretching yeah I'm like, this is where i want to lift the guy just like this you know? <laughs> where i have the least amount of power <laughs> like, I want to make sure half of me buckles when I try to pick him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So pointing out, you know, how are you standing or like, you know, posture base, whatever. Mm-hmm. Same. And, and base super important in, in any of the stand up self-defense stuff, right? Right. Even whenever you're doing the, the pull, the push, all that stuff requires you to have a good base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So agreed. Agreed. Yeah. He's right. As always. Um, Let's talk about something uh, that happens every so often, and that is some nights are just not your nights. Yeah. You know? So when you have bad nights, what, I mean, what you do? Just quit? I just unzip my gi and uh, <laughs> I just, just get back out there tomorrow. <laughs> uh, so last night I sucked. Terrible. So I, I stood up and like I said, John rolled me. Not that anything ever is going to work against him. I couldn't remember the lasso uh, posture deal that I was supposed to do with you. Mm-hmm. And I tried it with a couple other people. I still couldn't remember. Uh, I got heel hooked. I mean, everything was terrible last night. Just nothing was going right. Um, heel hooked in the gi. Hmm. Yeah. A terrible night. So uh, I, don't, I don't really care anymore. I think the, the bad night when I'm training or drilling, you know, kind of sucks. Cause then I feel like I'm affecting someone else. But, uh, I've been keeping track of the rounds um, as was suggested and trying to make little notes here and there of what I think is important. Like I'm not making a note about every night or like jotting notes down about what's happening. Just if I think something comes up that's important, I'd, I'd put it down. So you don't, you're d- not like I got a sweet reversal on such and such. No. So, um, <laughs> but on, I noticed last night I, <laughs> I said did terrible a couple nights ago a week so basically twice this month i've now put something along the lines of i sucked um <laughs> yeah so on the 10th um it did not go well for me was written down and last night uh did terrible leg circle from ankle grip that is as i remembered that leg kick uh-huh. out thing but the, so and then i put like missing missing control transitioning from rear naked choke to loose back control that i i cleaned up in a video figured out what i was doing wrong mm-hmm. so there's just little notes that i'll put in so three times for the however many times i rolled um but two of them were did terrible um so i nailed it the rest of the time i don't yeah. know <laughs> uh i don't really care that much um i kind of feel like i'm gonna do bad sometimes and it's it's not the end of the world but i think the fact that i know i'm gonna do it the next day kind of takes a lot of the sting out of it i mean it's not like 
when I suck in a competition and then I got to wait like a month before I can do it again. Yeah. 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 No, that's a, that's a good attitude to have because listen, there's, there's going to be nights and, and if you don't embrace that suck of jujitsu, man, it's going to be really hard to get better at jujitsu because there's a lot of nights, you know, where you'll be trying something new and guess what? You're going to suck at it because it's not something that you do all the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we all have those days, those nights and not to let, um, not to let that, that experience kind of bleed into a mindset and, and, and dictate, Hey, if you're in a good mood or a bad mood, cause guess what? You're out there doing jujitsu, getting better. Even if you did suck that night. You know, and it's going to get better and better each night you show up and each night you suck. And so, um, I don't know. I just, I, I think that, that a lot of people tie that success in, um, being able to control someone. I think it's important. That's important to, to do on your regular roles, right? It's important to, it's important to be able to, to have an A game, but also it's really important to, to be practicing other things that you're not so good at and good at. And, um, go ahead. You know, it's funny when you mentioned the A game, I like thought I had this whole A game thing figured out. And then I was like, my A game is stupid. So I totally changed what it should be. And now I'm trying to figure out a new one because my A game is dumb and I don't want that to be the A game. What was the A game? The closed guard. That was stupid. It's terrible. terrible position. It's a terrible A game. Yeah, I thought it was. But, but here's the thing. It and, could be. And I thought, of, I thought about this the other day too, because it's going to be so funny in like three or four years. Weeks. Whenever. <laughs> it might be weeks. Whenever, whenever we're like. God, the closed guard is so cool to be able to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, we're going to come right back. It's going to come, yeah, it's right? right back to and it. And then yeah. we're going to look and be like, is that episode 73 where we mentioned that closed guard sucked and yeah. it's stupid? Yeah. It's not. It's not everybody out there. It's not stupid. It's just we're not there right now. <laughs> we're not there. And, and like, um, so, so just an example of I, I always try to incorporate whenever we're doing lessons and you usually after our fundamentals or after our advanced class, we, we start in those positions. So guess what? I'm usually going to try those things. And some, some days it's positions that I really like mm -hmm. and, and I'm, I'm somewhat adequate at, and some days it's things that I don't do like what we did the other day with, um, with the passing and the, the combat base, which I am terrible at and i realize it like i realize that i have to get better at that and getting in that position and just being terribly uncomfortable and being bad at it it's good i mean it's good it's good to see all right yeah i get my elbows out they're going to put their arms in and there's no freaking way i'm going to pass now you know i'm surprised you don't like that position because it's so close to the half guard pass i'm i've been shocked myself phil <laughs> Yeah. But it's just I haven't spent enough time in it, and now I'm start starting it's, to spend that it's time. Too much pressure. You'd just rather be out there yeah. frolicking around the frolicking around the outside. I'm an outside guard passer, Phil. Yeah. I think we've established I think that's that. Why with you my nimbleness like and my yeah. quickness. That's what I do. Um. 
it's definitely not what I should be doing. But, uh, but you know what? That's okay. I'm not going to tie. I'm not going to tie my success or failure in a, in a role to my feelings about jujitsu. It's because it's counterproductive. You know, it, it, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's great. What, what if someone that's, you know, not as good as you taps you out happens all the time, right? Who cares? What if you're if you're not taking a risk in training, then you don't know when to take a risk or have that timing in a competition. So I don't know. That's that's all I have to say about bad nights. Yeah, I don't know. I was you're supposed to suck. Like I don't know. Right. I always think I'm gonna suck. Yeah. We got it now. I, get, I do get frustrated when I think I know something or I know better. Uh and then it happens again. It takes me a long time to realize that I should know better, but once I figure it out, it gets really annoying. <laughs> I don't like that. You're but, like a rabid dog yeah. once you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. The, but like, again, just didn't, like I couldn't break the lasso grip. That was frustrating. Like, I don't care that you swept me. That happens. All but the like, time. I know, I know I'm supposed to be doing something and I can't remember what I'm supposed to do. And then I watch it and I'm like, that's just stupid. Like, I don't know how to remember that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's like I'm gonna go tonight and uh I'll be real pissed if I forget it now. But you know, I'll probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah, true. So um I, I mean, I feel like we saved the best for last year. Mm-hmm. And this is what the fans have been wanting. Yeah. Fans. We, I mean we kept them glued, <laughs> glued yeah. to the podcast for this one. It's the Gordon Ryan update. There it is. We need so, a we need a like a then in it like uh yeah noise for you. yeah should alert we'll alert. use part of the intro song for it that'll be good um <laughs> so gordon ryan is going up against uh tex johnson in substars oh and i guess that's part of that third coast grappling i guess that's one of his i don't know okay is it i don't know i'm asking i don't I know not the right person I don't think I don't think it is, but we, anyway, we come to you for the updates. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I'll get more details on that, but <laughs> but uh, but he uh, he's posting on Instagram, and it's hilarious because it's just a real, it's really just a big troll, right? And and he was posted a um, link of Craig Jones submitting Tex Johnson, and and uh, he put on there, you know. Craig Jones taking care of my light work versus an alcoholic. You know, it, of course it gets several hundred comments and all that. And that's, that's what he wants. Right. I mean, that's what, mm-hmm. that's why they're paying him a hundred thousand dollars for matches for yeah. five matches, because they know they're going to get the, they know they're going to get that clickbait. Right. I mean, that's, that's just what it is. And, um, so he then proceeds to say that he doesn't care how fast he submits Tex Johnson, that he just wants to put his knee on his face for a good couple minutes to make him miserable. Okay. You got to challenge yourself. <laughs> Change up the challenges. He, I think people are just uh, like reverse trolling him now because I saw somebody, I saw a comment I think the other day where they were like, they asked him, um, what do you think about the fact that 
or how do you think jujitsu people would do against like somebody like a catch wrestler who's known for footlocks? And then he like he defends it with saying he beat um, Josh Barnett or something like that mm-hmm. in under two minutes or something like that. Submitted him. I haven't seen that one. It's a, it's not a post. It's a comment. No, I know, but I haven't seen that, ma- that I match. That I don't know, but it's just funny because like he's known for the for the leg locks, and then somebody's like, "How do you, how do you think?" Oh, you're I'm sure it's reverse trolling. But he answers it, and it's like, I'm pretty sure that guy's, you know, yeah. He never ending cycle. He spends a lot of time in the comments. Yeah, I don't. He must be like in the sauna or something, just replying. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is. Um, and any updates on any of the new positional stuff that we're doing, Phil, what we're on right now? Just trying to pass the guard. That's all we're trying to do, folks. Just trying to get good at that. Yeah. I should not let you make the lasso grip. That's correct. Again, with your concept, yeah. don't let me do what you I want to do. See how fast I realized that? About 45 <laughs> minutes later. <laughs> Yeah. But now it's in your head. Yeah, it's got there. Yeah. Now it's in your head. Figure out how to break it later. Yeah. And uh, just a, an FYI, the upcoming role model camp is May 1st through 3rd. Uh, it's an all-women's camp. And uh, an Andre Galvao black belt, Nikki Sullivan, will be there, as well as many, many other black belt instructors. Um, if you have the, the coupon code... Um, BJJ campaign, you'll get ten percent off of registration. So get in there, um, ladies, check it out. Uh, highly recommend it. James and AJ Kling- Klingerman putting that on, and they're awesome people. And they, they, AJ really um, plans far in advance for this stuff to really try to make it the best experience for the the people who come. And I and I think she's going to do just that. So. Uh, very important. How else can the folks support us if they choose to do so, Philly? Buy a zip up gi sweatshirt. Um, <laughs> rash guards are very comfortable. T shirt patches. Um, BJJCampaignPodcast.com. Join the Facebook group. There's a bunch of memes in there. Um, Instagram. We post Rhino Guard instructionals and we try to do more jujitsu on there. Use, uh, yeah, hashtag do more jujitsu, hashtag rhino guard mm. boom and you know we've our following is increasing 220 now philly is it yeah it's big yeah <laughs> it's not it's worldwide <laughs> uh and um leave us a review if you can share this episode with your friends because uh, more than likely if you're listening to this episode you have friends who do jujitsu share with them maybe they'll like it probably they won't it's okay Um, and also if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah. You know, the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know, the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Yeah. That's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll.